Hello there, my name is Stephen Enoch and welcome to 411 Podcast. It is the People's Parliament on 411 Podcast. It is a program where we discuss or talk about issues of national interest. Today on the program, we are going to be talking about constituency projects in Nigeria. There are so many constituency projects in Nigeria, both completed and uncompleted, and it is an issue of national interest and something that every Nigerian have to, you know, know about and yes, and be concerned about. Yes, every Nigerian have to be concerned about constituency projects. On the program today, we have the executive director of Inspire Nigeria Initiative, Mr. Olaren Waju Osho. Alright, so we would go for a break. When we come back, the program commences fully. Welcome back. It is a pleasure to have you, Mr. Olari Waju. Can we know you? My name is Olari Waju Osho. I'm the Executive Director of Inspire Nigeria Initiative. Alright, thank you. So let's start with what constituency project or if you like constituency funds. So what is constituency project for those who don't know what it is all about? In Nigeria, we have what is called constituency fund, and it's 100 billion naira every year. Now, this constituency fund was conceived to fast track development in the grassroots. Now, who represent the grassroots? The lawmakers at the National Assembly. So we have 360 of them for the House of Rep, and 109 of them for the Senate. Now, the constituency budget is therefore divided into two. 60% for the House of Rep because of its 360 members, and 40 40%, which is 40 billion for the Senate because of its 109 members. All right, so what is the money meant for and what are they supposed to do for the people, those at the grassroots? This money is for development. Development. What is development? What are the things that promote development? Good roads, good power. Good roads and good power, for example, combined will bring industries cottage industries at the local community, people will be employed. People that are employed will have productivity. Their productivity will increase. This increase will lead to increase in the GDP. Increase in GDP will lead to increase in the value of life of Nigerians. You understand me now? Standard of living of Nigerians. Can you see the way one leads to another? Now, but for us, this 100 billion heavy year, what do they do? They buy motorcycle. This money is spent on things that make people look towards these politicians as, as if it is money coming from their pocket. So many of them are running constituency projects, not like things that they are magnanimously giving to the community, whereas it is the right of the community. Understand me now? All right. So since certain lawmakers carry out constituency projects like they are magnanimously helping the people, how would you rather they do it or how should it be carried out? They, they should do it so as responsible representatives of the people, but they do it as the lord and master of the people. Take this motorcycle, take this sewing machine, take this grinding machine, we have bought this tractor for your farm, come and use and so on and so forth. All right. So having heavily budgeted so much on constituency projects in Nigeria since 1999 with relatively, you know, poor impacts, in your opinion, what could have, you know, the money been used for 
that would you know impact nigerians and its economy let's say something different from constituency projects that will um, help nigeria's economy and the people our constituency project for example at 100 billion dollars times six and a half years that's 6.5 billion dollars that's the cost of Burj khalifa in dubai so they took this same 650 billion naira that we cannot see the impact anywhere in Nigeria. They took it and built Burj Khalifa. They are bringing the whole world to come and see. It has offices, space, hotels. It's generating income. This income is leading to greater income, leading to greater, you know, development of their economy. Since 1999 to today, we could have built three Burj Khalifa. One in Kano, one in Potakot, one in Lagos. Okay, sir. And the whole world will have been coming, and the multiplier effect will have transformed, you know, our economies down to all the other grassroots because we now generate more money from this, you know, smart spending to develop other parts of the country. All right. So, what is the implication of not being accountable in the conduct of constituency projects, and how will how will it affect those at the grassroots? Simple, because the roads are not done. Because there's no light. You understand me now? Industries are drying up. Industries are leaving Nigeria. Okay, so the local community, there are no jobs for the people. They are becoming poorer. And those who are people in cities are migrating. Cities are getting choked up. You understand me now? And then more and more people are entering under below poverty line. As we speak today, over 80 million Nigerians are said to be under poverty line. But if you go on the street and you talk to people, and you know the amount of People that are begging you for money on a daily basis between your house and your office and your office and back. You know that the number is way beyond what we have counted officially. Okay, Mr. Olarewaju, do you think our system of government has contributed to this quagmire? These 22 years of democracy, the way we have squandered money has made sure that we are not a country that is generating money from multiple sources. So we are generating money only from oil. And because oil is no longer in high demand as it used to, we are resorted into borrowing. So under Buhari alone, we have borrowed trillions. Eh? And then what does borrowing do for us? It makes us a debtor nation. Our children to be born, yet to be born, are going to pay debts. So it makes us not to be a productive economy. It makes us to be a rental economy. It makes us to be a dependent economy. It makes us to be a debtor economy. You know, you understand borrowing money for and because because we are even borrowing the money and we are not doing the infrastructure well. If you know if we borrow money, I will do infrastructure, good infrastructure, world class infrastructure. For example, a train system in Nigeria should not be worse than it is in Kenya. It should not be worse than it is in Rwanda, you know, or in Lesotho or in South Africa. So if we do it well, you understand me, and, and power infrastructure and road infrastructure and then and the energy infrastructure and people, you know, and companies migrate to Nigeria as a place to that is easy to do business. 200 million people. You understand me now? Many of them looking for jobs. This is where the best industries in the whole world should come to. And then it creates jobs. You know, an average Nigerian that is working is feeding more than six other people, either as cousins or nieces or siblings or parents or so on and so forth. So we'll be able to, you know, multiply the multiply effect of, of wealth will begin to increase. But since we didn't do this, we are sinking deeper and deeper into poverty. If you heard what Governor of Edo State said recently, he said the debt Nigeria is owing. It will take the grace of God to pay back. Well, how can this situation be salvaged? How can we come out of this quagmire, as I said earlier? Every Nigerian should care about how he or she is being governed. This culture of standing aloof 
and not seeing oneself as, you know, valuable to the system, should stop. And the culture of worshipping our political representatives as gods should stop. For example, President Mamadou Buhari is drawing salary. It means that you are his boss. I am his boss. Every Nigerian is boss of Buhari. The same with Governor Ganduji. Every Kano citizen is, is the boss of the, of, the, of the... See, political leaders are not our God. They are our servants. They went there to serve us, to represent us. We should begin to treat them as those who are there to serve us, not those to lord over us. And because they believe that they are not accountable, that's why there's no smart spending of Nigerian you know, uh, money, whether earned money or borrowed money. And when there's no smart spending, we're not spending smartly, so there's no development. Other jurisdictions are spending smartly, and there's development, and people are migrating. Look at how many, how many companies in Nigeria have migrated to Ghana just because light is more stable. And now Ghana is uh, the center of the African free trade zone. So Ghana companies begin to produce and begin to export to the whole world. Soon Ghana will leave us behind. So let every Nigerian know that as you begin to show lack of interest, you are allowing these people to, to run us more like mafia. And Samina, things will get worse. Okay, Mr. Osho, you said we should join political parties, but I'm sure you are aware of how politics is being, you know, run in Nigeria. And how can someone identify a genuine party to join? Because, you know, um, there are so many out there. Get a PVC. Join a political party. And it doesn't have to be the, the two big parties. Join party of people that are passionate about Nigeria, that care about Nigerians. And see, it is very easy to know. If some Two political parties have run our affairs for 22 years and have run it down like this. There's no salvation in those political parties. Let's create new political parties and let's bring up the energy of the youth to rescue Nigeria. The women. Let's rely on the women. You know, women are now managing better than men everywhere. It's, all, it's clear. Let's bring them on board. Let's save our country so that this pain that our parents went through. You know what somebody told me? He said four generations have shouted up Nepal. I don't know whether what that means. He said his great-grandfather shouted up Nepal when they brought light. His grandfather shouted up Nepal. His father shouted up Nepal. He shouted up Nepal. Now he said the day his four-year-old child shouted up Nepal. He said he started crying. Four generations cannot solve only energy problem. Just one problem. Four generations. What does that tell you? We need the energy of the young people, young mind, intelligent people. People know that, look, if we don't rescue this country, we are sinking with it. Ghana will not accept us. Republic of Benin will not accept us. Togo will not accept us. They will say we are Nigerians. Where can 200 million... See, what is the population of Africa? If 200 million Nigerians spill over to other, other countries in Africa, they will die. So that's why we know that nobody will take us. So let's rescue our country ourselves by showing more interest in how we are being governed, by making our leaders accountable, by telling them, look, you are not our boss. You are our representative. You are our employee. We employ you. As a senator, you are not representing us well, we will recall you. As honorable, we will recall you. As governor, we will get you to be impeached so that somebody who is better than you can take over. This is the only country we have. All right. This is the only country we have. Thank you so much, Mr. Olarawa Joshua. I really appreciate your time. I hope we could do this some other time. Thank you very much. I also want to thank you for listening to today's edition of the People's Parliament on 411 podcast. Join us some other time for more interactive programs on 411 podcast. Stay safe and do ensure to take a COVID-19 vaccine.